back. It's Friday night, and you're here with the Table of Content podcast, joined by your hosts. I'm Tom. I'm Mike. And Ron. Mike's back. Hey, Mike. Mike's Welcome back. back. Hi, guys. Hey. So, uh, what do you guys want to talk about? Did you guys see, you know, the Storm Area 51 thing? Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. Good old Kyle. What, what about Kyle? Wasn't he the... The starter of the movement to swarm. Just some 51? guy named Kyle. Yeah, I don't know. Pretty sure it was. Yeah, and then he tried to like turn it into like a festival. Yep. Did you see? The only reason I want to talk about it is because I saw this is a while ago. I saw this, and I just haven't had a chance to talk to you guys about it on my recording. Was that they added a somebody started a storm Loch Ness. Oh. And they, I think, like it said, like we're gonna get that wet boy <laughs> or something like that was the uh, was the tagline nice i liked the um storm storm the amazon with squirt guns yeah oh that's a, that was that's topical mm-hmm. oh <laughs> ah, too much this picture of pt barnum just popped up on my screen because i pulled open <laughs> good old phineas pulled open uh what's the t stand for tuberculosis tuberculosis <laughs> i can google it Phineas Trenchpole. Ooh. Taylor. Yeah, they're making a live action recess movie. You know, I heard that and then uh well, well, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It? Where's Mrs. Trenchpole? Is it gonna be Disney? Because that oh. was an ABC show, right? Trenchpole was Matilda. Matilda. Oh well whatever. It's the same it's basically the same thing. Uh yeah, I think I'll it's just that. I think I saw that. I don't think I made that up. That is a fever dream. Are you sure it's not like a... Fake, oh, fake no, news, it's uh, true. No, no, no. Disney live action remake it deserves our full support. Mm, I'm interested. What's the kid? TJ what's the main kid, TJ? is. Uh, what, what were those guys' names? Yeah. They were the three brothers, the Lawrence brothers. They're, one oh, of the Lawrence Joey. brothers was TJ. Yeah. TJ. I can only picture Spinelli. the back, backwards hat kid and then the girl with the pink tails and the buck teeth. What about Randall? Uh, TJ Spinelli, Mikey, Gretchen, Vince, Gretchen, Vince, Gus. and Gus. Alright, I'm looking up. And the Ashleys. I always liked the king of the playground that had the... It was mm-hmm. Gus, the, the nerd? Glasses? Yeah. yeah, he was the nerd with the army, the army brat. And the little Asian girl with the tassel cap? Spinelli. She's Asian? She might not be Asian. I mean, her last got, name... I'm just saying, she's got different eyes than the rest of them. You know what? <laughs> All of their other eyes have a clear, rounded edges, and hers are kind of more... I don't know. you got to take a look at... The, well, yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, Spinelli. She's Italian, that's all. She's got those Italian she's eyes. She's Spinelli. <laughs> Ashley Funicello Spinelli is a tomboyish Italian-American... Ring oh, leader. yeah, because the Ashleys wanted to get her to join the Ashleys. Yeah. Remember? Yep. So how about that? Italian-American. I believe it. Um, those those uh, those Ashleys, they were a problem, but they had the coolest part. They did. They had the coolest uh, hideout in in the uh, in the whole uh, play yard, playground. Yeah. Ooh. Inside the tire. There was inside the tire. Uh a bunch of weirdos. Do they have a pile of tires? Yeah, is that what it they're just like digging underground. But they had oh those doomsday preppers is what they are. <laughs> no, that wasn't the the. I'm gonna call them digging brothers. Oh, I'm getting. I I was talking about the Ashies, the three girls who had like the, the clubhouse, with like beanbag chairs and stuff. Mm-hmm. 
been watching anything on streaming or on TV? Uh, the Righteous Gemstones started up. I was looking forward to that. Ooh. That's on HBO. 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 John Goodman, Danny McBride, Adam Devine. Is it like a different version of Vice Principals? Pretty much. I, I think, think it's, it's the like same producer the same, or yeah. director or writer. Um, but yeah, it's same about it's corruption. Yeah. Hmm. Danny like, McBride just being... He's bounded like, down, corrupt, baseball. <laughs> yeah. Vice Principal, corrupt teachers this corrupt uh televangelists right off the bat you know uh, from the beginning that danny mcbride is getting blackmailed and then it just spirals out of control from there he's probably handling it like a professional yep (laughs) just like you would expect danny mcbride to do ron i got nothing michelle's been making me watch uh handmaid's tale handmaid's tale are you enjoying it is it like addicting enough and then you just get like confused and angry and sad yeah, I keep asking her questions. She's like, ah, Ron, I just told you that five minutes ago. What, uh, so, where did you start from the beginning? We we just finished the last season of however many seasons that was. So the most recent. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, I didn't that pick got up juicy from the at the end, right? It did. Yeah. Yeah. Kate made me stop watching. I watch a finale and I look over and uh, Michelle's over there in a puddle, crying her eyes out, and I'm like, oh, it's messed all right. up. Kate made me stop watching somewhere in season t- two. Hmm. So. Yeah, there's some weird stuff that goes on. Worth watching, though? Yeah. Mike is fabulous. Was it? Righteous Gemstones? Worth watching? Yeah. I mean, there were a couple moments where I was like, come on, guys, you can do better than that. But at the same time, with that lineup, like uh, that's yeah. enough to keep me watching. John Goodman is a good man. Yeah, and <laughs> he seems like the, like so far, he seems like he's a he's cleanup hitter, uncorrupt in that, like everybody else is kind of using his shitty. goodwill. Yeah, I like John Goodman a lot. We don't need to Agreed. go into why. We, know. we should have a John Goodman episode. We should do a full John Goodman episode, I agree. Heck yeah. I feel like we have, like, nerded out about Arachnophobia oh, yeah. or... Yeah, definitely. Something, but he needs to get in the Marvel Universe. Ooh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's Sorry. Do, let's, no, let's come back to this. We'll revisit it. Okay, that's going to be part of the John Goodman episode. Where would you cast him in the Marvel Universe? That's a perfect question for the John Goodman episode. That's just part of it. Okay, yeah, we'll, to, we'll, we'll talk about our, our favorite John Goodman movies. We'll form a full What time. has John Goodman done for us in our lives? But, you know, typical. Has <laughs> Roseanne. He was a father sure. figure to me. I didn't, I didn't need another father figure. He was just, just human, the same as my dad. Human bulldog. <laughs> Let's see, when, when do you think, how old do you think he is? 65. Yeah. 65? 67. Yeah. Huh. He was born June 20th, so we just missed his birthday. So we'll get him on the next round. <laughs> I'm just going to dread the day. It's going to be a sad day. Yeah, it's going to be real sad. Somebody, like a common search isn't how old is John Goodman. It's how old is John Goodman now. Wow. Why you that now? Weird. <laughs> <laughs> how old is John Goodman three years ago? Yeah. <laughs> That's just a weird thing to throw in how there. How old was John Goodman when I was born? <laughs> is John Goodman my dad? That's just my that's just my search history. <laughs> John Goodman plays a v- extremely 
an extremely vague passing for my father. Like it's he's a white male that's kind of large. But, but no, acts, he's got the essence of Big Tom. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Their their demeanor and mannerisms. So are I very feel like I tune. get a. Uh, it's going to be a tough day for me when when. Are they the exact same age? Yeah. <laughs> Your dad's not 67. He's close. He's probably close. At least 63. I don't know. Steven. JSG. John Steven Goodman. PH or V? Uh, PH, obviously. You V boy. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't know you had such disdain. People also ask us how tall and big is John Goodman? (laughs) He's a couple feet tall. (laughs) How tall and big? Wow. Two thirds. <laughs> I, I just don't want to talk about what I'm googling. Uh, One part wide, two guys, parts tall. I have a very fun topic to talk about today. Okay. See, I was thinking, I'm dying. Oh. Right now because of this head illness. So I, in ten minutes, wrote a whole three-page outline of some of the last words of well-known people. Yeah. So okay. So we're gonna go through them. Uh, I have, I divided them into topic categories. Mm, I'm going to say I got depressing, rock and roll, Ooh. obvious, or romantic. What do we start with? What do we end with? I think we should end with romantic, because I only have one. But other than that, where do you guys want to start? Mm, depressing or obvious? Mm, okay. Started off with obvious. Let's get the yeah. ball rolling. Yeah, I got three. I got three, <clears throat> three obvious. John Lennon, fourth of the Beatles. He was gunned down by Mark David Chapman in 1980. It's a pretty interesting story. He was just like this absolutely insane guy. Uh, he was obsessed with Catcher in the Rye, where he thought he had to be like the moral compass for the children, and that John Lennon by claiming that possessions were meaningless like you know imagine there's no Hmm. heaven no hell no money no god like he was i think a lot of it was like a religious thing for him but he like he equated that to being the catcher that was catching kids from falling off and becoming falling off a ledge which is like catcher in the rye that's what that book Mm -hmm. is all about Mm -hmm. and he thought that he had to be the one that was calling out phonies and he identified john lennon as a phony so, for some reason, he wanted to kill him. I don't know. The Beatles are bigger than Jesus. Yeah. And then him claiming that, like, the world would be better without possessions and then living in, like, this grand mansion and mm-hmm. whatever. I don't, I'm not calling out this killer as, like, a terrible person. <laughs> he got shot four times by Mark David Chapman um, and was pronounced dead after arriving at a nearby hospital. Do you want to guess what his last words were? I feel like I heard them at some point. I'm shot! <laughs> <laughs> Wow. That's not funny. (laughs) (laughs) But it's pretty obvious. Next obvious last words. Jim Henson, dead at 53, 1990. Came as a surprise. He deteriorated quickly, passing from organ dysfunction. Not organ failure. No. Dysfunction. Dysfunction. That's a weird one, right? like... Kidneys do your liver's job. Yeah, your heart thinks it's your colon. <laughs> Everybody's just like, I'm the heart. I'm the hawk now. <laughs> no, it's like, 
he had toxic shock syndrome and it caused bacterial pneumonia and like the rest of Ugh. his body. Mm. Apparently from sticking his hand in the Muppets over and over again. Wow. I'm no. kidding. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> That's not true at all. But it's weird, like Jim Henson, The Muppets, Star Wars, Sesame Street, Dark Crystal, like everything from our childhood, mm-hmm. like all those stupid movies we like still watch. His legacy lives on and like, you know, continues to grow. His final doc he documented words, uh, he wrote two letters, one to his like friends and friends and one to his family. And in that, his final documented words were, maybe I'm dying. Hmm. Hmm. Obvious. <laughs> Profound. Maybe. Profound. My final obvious last words. Sam Cooke, born in Mississippi, 1931. Famous gospel singer, all around good guy, right? Cold dude. You Send Me, right? Mm-hmm. Good song. Passed away, age of 33, 1964. Very peacefully. Just like Jesus. Just like mm-hmm. Jesus. Shot to death by a <laughs> prostitute. Oh! Uh, yeah, he got... Uh, there are a lot of versions of his death. Uh, basic facts of his death were that he was shot by a hotel... De- oh, yeah, it wasn't a prostitute. Wait, wait. Shot by a hotel desk clerk after breaking in and screaming about the a girl, maybe a prostitute... That stole all of his clothes and wallet. So he had one shoe on. And I think a blazer. So this clerk got all, I don't know, freaked out. And shot him because she was scared. His final words? You shot me, you bitch. It was, lady, you shot me. <laughs> uh, before dying with one shoe and a sports coat on. It's, yeah, those are my notes. Yeah, one so. shoe and a sports coat. Huh? Yeah, so, Way to go. It's like really weird. and Because he was such a different person than what his death portrayed. Like... Uh, professional and public image was so much different than the way he died. And I'm not, I think like it's one of those things where like people divide themselves up a lot and like say like they keep like one piece of them, like their sexual piece over here, their public piece here, you know. And oh, yeah. I, I mean, think like any celebrity, you don't have to let his death tarnish him or his religious Just way he lived his life. Like Michael Jackson, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't care. Sam Cooke's... I no, mean, Sam, I have no ill will towards Sam Cooke. And as far as Michael Jackson's concerned, I look at it as his kids are getting all of that money right now. He's dead. So it's like, I have no guilt in enjoying his music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not a guilt thing for me, but it is like a bad taste. <laughs> <laughs> what? Did you watch the documentary on no, HBO? No, and I don't want to. Like, the second it came out, people were like, it's so bad, you need to watch it. And I was like, uh, no, why would I fucking watch it? Yeah, like, if you watch it, it makes it it makes it makes a little bit more difficult to like. Can you just... not enjoy any of his music now? I am aware, when his songs come on, you I, uh, think when he's talking about Dirty Diana, he's talking about Dirty Danny? I don't. Um, I'm not. I don't want to go into what the documentary said or what multiple victim potential victims claimed he did to them. But when that comes in, it's it's rough. He's a great singer, great dancer. I'm not taking that away. You can be both. You can be a terrible person and a good singer. Plenty are. Yeah. Yeah. But there Plenty are bad times, people that are also bad dancers. There are times that there are things that happen and we're set in there that make it difficult. But it's one side of the story. If you like Michael Jackson, just stay away from it. 
He's okay. He's great. He's I wonderful. Don't have any, Big part I don't of it was a giant part of my childhood. He was the first cassette tape I ever bought. All right. So all those were all the obvious uh, last words. Like I said, I think you guys were right to just start off with obvious because you know, expected last words. Moving on. Kurt Cobain. Ooh. Uh, Curtis. Curtis? 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 I don't know if his full name's Curtis. I know his middle name's Donald. Hmm. KD. Do you know uh, they just found uh, one of his first royalty checks? No. In a, uh, a record shop. You know how much it was for? How much? $26.57. That dude was a nut. True artist. Mm-hmm. You guys want to read his entire suicide note? Oh, I don't want to. No. <laughs> this is a fun episode. <laughs> it's starting uh, out to be. <laughs> if you really want to have a bad time, go back and read it. It's it's really sad. Uh, but his final, one of his final quotes in there, it's better to burn out than fade away. Hmm. Quoted the okay Neil Young. Yeah. I'm not going to say he's good. I don't care for Neil Young. Kurt Cobain seemed... Like a guy that would be doing cool stuff now, though. Mm-hmm. If you're still around. Yeah, probably. Or do you think he'd be starring in Suicide Squad too? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I liked Nirvana growing up, but I was just—it was just easy to learn to play Nirvana songs on mm-hmm. guitars. So, like, that's why I liked them. Moving on, Dimebag Daryl. You guys fans of Pantera or Damage Plan? Mm. Nah. He died. On stage uh, in Ohio in 2004, he was shot by a fan, along with several other people who attempted to apprehend the shooter, uh, who was angry because he broke up Pantera. Mm -hmm. The attacker was then killed by a responding police officer who shot him once in the head with a Remington 870 pump-action shotgun. Jesus. (laughs) Yeah. That is a very rock and roll ending. Not even a pistol, a shotgun. <laughs> Jesus. Really sad story because, like, just wanted wanted to move on from Pantera and, like, this guy just couldn't handle it. His last words were to his friend, bandmate, and I think it was his brother. It was very uh, Hulk Hogan. It was just him yelling, Van Halen! <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Which uh, ended up was being a quote. There, there was, like, a code word for whenever they were like, let's go, let's go hard for this show. Because it was one of the last shows on the tour. Jeez. Very rock and roll. Fun episode. (laughs) (laughs) John Belushi. Ooh. In the early 80s, spiraling out of control. Struggling with drugs uh, and just overall run down from work exhaustion. He checked himself into a hotel and died from a speedball overdose. That's heroin and cocaine injected by a woman. His final word, sir... Just don't leave me alone. She left him alone. Ah. He was found the following morning dead of an overdose. Extremely sad. Fun episode. (laughs) Strangely similar situation. Chris Farley died from a cocaine-morphine combination, also called a speedball. In conjunction with narrowed arteries... Which kind of sounds like the coroner was saying, like, if you were skinnier, you might have been able to handle this. You might this. have been able to survive this speedball if you were skinny. I read an article. I'll have to, I'll have to pull it up later and, and give the appropriate people credit. 
they say that it was a combination of anxiety, self-loathing, anxiety and self-loathing paired with food and, and alcohol appetite on top of constant doubt and whether his fans were laughing with him or at him create a toxic environment that led to the uh, drinking and drug habits, which is really sad to think. It's extremely sad, but it yeah. sounds like, like I see it. Like the- Yeah, but there was never a time where, like, as a kid growing up with Chris Farley is like, I mean, I think, like, probably the biggest comedian for, along with Adam Sandler, for, like, our youth. Yeah. Like, there was never a, oh, look at the fat guy dance or anything. It was just, like, this guy's hilarious. Right. But that, we were children, so I don't know. I don't know how we have reacted as an adult to this giant right. man acting childish. In a strange similarity to John Belushi, his final words were, please don't leave me, to a prostitute. And he was also found in his apartment the following day of a drug overdose. So two extremely similar actors about 30 years apart or 20 years apart dying in an almost identical situation. Woof. And he kind of idolized yeah. him, didn't he? Yeah. yeah, a lot of it a lot of what he did was based off of what John Belushi did similar. I, he definitely was a lot more of a physical comedian, but mm-hmm. fun episode. Fun <laughs> episode. Okay, and my final romantic last words. Nancy, I want you to know my last thoughts are of you. Said Nancy. P.T. Barnum. What? Aww. To his wife. Very romantic, right? How did he die? He died of a stroke. When you consider the extremely historically accurate musical The Greatest Showman, (laughs) obviously very romantic, right? I mean, he was kind of a cheetah. This technically was his second wife. (laughs) <laughs> who technically he married after the death of his first wife, Charity. Who uh, he technically murdered. <laughs> who technically died just a few months prior to him getting married to Nancy. Ugh. And who technically 40 years younger than him. Wow. Phineas, you slut. And technically <laughs> she was the daughter of his very good friend. Hmm. How about that? But technically, the quote is romantic. <laughs> technically. <laughs> Fun episode. <laughs> I feel like I might have missed the, missed the mark on this one a little bit, judging by the dour reaction. This is like when you picked that song about the, girl, oh, yeah. the guy <laughs> raping and killing his mother. Uh-huh. In case you're curious, it was uh, Dance with the Devil by Mortal Technique. Yeah, I'm surprised you remember that. I'm glad that you it's decided to in my brain for a recommend song? that again. <laughs> song? Very nice. Paired with the music video? Scarring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, choosing that as the song you want to adapt to a movie? <laughs> yep. Not my best Interesting choice. Interesting choice. <laughs> I loved it. I was listening to that. Episode. I was like going through the note. I wanted to like go through and note something the other day, and I got to that episode, and I laughed and laughed and laughed. <laughs> that was funny. Okay, so uh, end of the episode recommendations. You, uh, Mike, you got anything to recommend? Um, Tyler Childer's new album, Squire or something. Squire. Squaw? Squaw. Tyler Childer's new album is called Country Squire. Country Squire. Cool artwork on the album. Very cool. Um, what song do you like off of it? Or is it all of them? 
I haven't listened to this at all, but was I do... White House Road on Purgatory? Yeah. Uh, I'd have if I were picking one off of this album, I would say All Yorn. Yorn? All Yorn. Your apostrophe N. It's not urine? All <laughs> All your urine. You like that one? Yeah, I do. It seems like it's getting some pretty good Pitchfork got it at seven seven point eight out of ten. That's pretty good. Ooh. I haven't listened to it all yet. Um but I, I definitely definitely dig some Tyler. Purgatory. That album's great. Truth. I swear's awesome. Feathered Indians is probably one of my favorite songs. Yeah. I, I talked about it previously on our show. White House Road's good. Yeah. Universal Sounds cool one, and then Lady May. Yeah. yeah. So that's like half of them. I need to listen to it more for to, to be honest. But All Yorn's one that stuck so far. Yeah, I'll definitely. I need to check it out. <clears throat> He's still doing his thing. This is not as country and twangy as Purgatory. It's more, more folky and. That's what it said. Mm, like it says that. Little sad it, boy. Little sad boy. Yeah, because like just reading off its Wikipedia, it said that it debuted at number one on both the country album and the American folk. Yeah. So I could see. I mean, I guess he always like his that West Virginia and like I like this always. I always think of him as like West Virginia country, which isn't really true. Like yeah, I think he's national country. Yeah. Like, he has a little bit more... He does talk about Appalachia, or West Virginia in particular. In yeah, he's Kentucky. It just, he just seems like he... Maybe that's why I think think that. But it's, like, a little bit more... I don't know, is it bluegrassy? It's just, yeah. it's not true country. It's not, like, what, con- what not mainstream country, country is, yeah. Yeah, which I don't really like at all. No, no, no. But... Yeah, he's awesome. It's like that weird mix of country folk and country folk bluegrass. bluegrass yeah. Any 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 recoms? I um, recommend nothing. I recommend Sweet Baby Rose. I watched The Spy <laughs> Who Dumped Me because it was on Prime. Yeah. Yeah. That was. There were parts that made me LOL. And then there was parts that made me shake my head. OLO. <laughs> OL what? OLO. It's the opposite of LOL. Yeah. I ain't cool. By the Sheepdogs. Canadian rock band. Nice. Based out of Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. (laughs) They're labeled as a a rock, blues rock, southern rock, or retro rock band. It's a lot of rock. It is a lot of rock, but they got a lot of brass. I like rock with brass. Brassy boys. And I like it. Sheepdogs. Yeah. uh, They are funky? Oh, yeah. Brassy. This is see. Here's the problem of a three-person podcast. Tell I me. don't really care for this amount of brass, <laughs> and they know that I'm about to get my dick ripped off by you two for saying that. <laughs> <More> like, <laughs> you're about to get it blown off by all the brass in this corner, <laughs> and I feel bad for being like, it's just a bunch of horns, guys. You're. I respect the musical ability. That I'm not questioning that. I'm not saying they're bad musicians. It's just not for. It's just yeah. too funky for my white boy, which for... is fine. That's fine. I haven't crossed the line yet, but I am at that line of saying <laughs> something shitty and getting yelled at. Nah. About just stay away from your uh, opinions. Just yeah. stay the fuck off my breath. <laughs> I'm just saying I know how close I am. I dig it, Mike. It's you funky. dig it. I fucking dig it. Can brass we, tickles me 
tickled me. Tickles me pink. The amount of white funk that has been featured on our show across <laughs> 25 episodes is impressive. Not, yeah. not all white funk. I think it's a lot. It's not been a all lot. blue-eyed soul. <laughs> I do not like that term. <laughs> that is a uh, bona fide classification of music you that know, I had this, no part in making this, up. I read it on the interweb. Yeah. This Wikipedia says that they are, I think you said the Southern Rock and Retro There's rock. Mm-hmm. Southern Rock and, yeah. With just yep. It does not say blue-eyed tickle soul. Tickle of brass. Tickle of brass. <laughs> Ugh. Being tickled by brass sounds terrible. That <laughs> sounds like a but, good time. Yeah, I wouldn't even say it's a tickle. That was a full ensemble of horns. Yeah, there's a lot yeah, of horns in, in that that song. Is, are they consistent with the uh, the rest of their? I haven't ventured much further. I heard this one. I'm like, oh, I'm sticking to it. All right, all right. They're good. Give them a listen. That's it. Slow them tickle you. What was it? I ain't cool I ain't by the cool. Sheepdogs. Did you look in the you know where lyrics, boys? Did you dig into the lyrics at all? I did not. You did not. You just found them. They're I fresh. That's a fresh They're, find. They are a fresh find. All right, we'll have to revisit in the future. All right. Uh, anything else, uh, Ron? What's our what's our end of episode callouts? Table content podcast on table content pod on Instagram. Table content pod on Gmail. Uh, we have a Facebook, we have a Twitter, and yep. we have a YouTube. There's no content on any of that. But they're there. You can follow us there. Follow us on Instagram. Uh, Five-star reviews. Send us emails if you want. Yeah. Uh, topics or whatever. We'll, I'll try to read about them. <laughs> right now, it's just coming out of my head, and they are not good ideas. Next email we get. Uh, gets a prize. Gets a prize. We're giving prizes of some kind. What's the prize? I don't know yet. It's an LP. We'll see which one. Oh, Ron's giving out his from his secret stash. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, what else? Uh, I think that's it, everybody. Thank you for listening. Uh, goodbye, 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 goodbye. Fun episode.